Salutations! And one day you won't have to say that. <laughs> Salutations and welcome to the 48th episode of the In the House podcast, the official podcast of Scouts' House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City FC. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am, uh, I think, exhausted to be here today is the appropriate terminology i'm exhausted to be here but i'm happy that i am why are you so tired uh, we'll talk about it a okay. little right. um yeah so we got a we got a really great show tonight i'm excited to bring it to you but before i can i do have to make my disclaimer that i work for louisville city football club so all my opinions are my opinions alone and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the team or the organization or their ownership or anybody affiliated with them other than me I don't even speak for my mom. She told me so very clearly before we got on tonight. <laughs> that I don't pretend like you speak for me because you do not. Sounds uh, like a Jackie move. We've got a fun guest tonight. <laughs> that is. We, we've got a fun guest tonight. I'm, I'm pumped to have him on. This is our first time getting to talk to him, and that's, yeah. that's exciting. Uh, a co-worker of mine, if you will. Oh, barely. Uh, just by the loosest <laughs> definition. Uh, and so, But in order to do a proper job of it, I'm going to going to need reinforcements, and I can think of no one better than my partner, who tonight is coming to you live from a sensory deprivation chamber in Vienna, Austria, <laughs> Andy Frederick. Andy, welcome on, buddy. Yeah, apparently, so this is actually my second time going to this specific, like, resort that handles sensory deprivation, because you're supposed to be quiet. Yeah, you're bad at that. And it's not, I'm not doing it now. I'm getting a lot of dirty looks. I'm I sure. security yeah. any minute now. At any time? Well, I'm glad you were able to join me, Andy. But uh, despite your sensory deprivation chamber, you are coming to me directly from a nap. Is that correct? Yes. You were fast asleep I less than nine minutes ago. Set, I mean, so apparently it works. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Looks wide awake to me. This fair. is uh, now the mechanics of doing a podcast are really not that interesting, and I don't want to bore our audience with that. But after we bring our guest on, I'm going to explain exactly what's happened tonight because this is this one's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but Andy, we've got a great guest. We do. And uh, I, I'm I'm excited to talk to him. Are you? I'm. I can't contain. My words <laughs> fail me. Well, how excited well, I am. Let's get straight into it. We have got assistant coach Danny Cruz on the show tonight. Danny, welcome, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's exciting to get to talk to you for more than like the two minutes of, hey, man, what's going on? Yeah, or, exactly. uh, hey, can you get me some Sharpies? Yeah. Like, this is, this is way better. <laughs> it's a fair point. It's a fair point. This is way better. Um, so uh, it's Tuesday now that we're recording this, right? Yep. Um, I generally, when we're booking a guest and when we're planning our show, I'll, I'll text Andy first and I'll yeah. say, hey, Andy, uh, uh, usually on Monday, I'll say, hey, what night works for you? And it's almost always Tuesday or Wednesday. Yes. And uh, I texted Andy. I said, hey, Andy, what work, what night works for you? And he said, Tuesday be great this week. Yeah. And I thought, awesome. I had already in my mind thought Danny would be a great guest. And as soon as I found out from Andy, I emailed Danny and said, hey, do you mind coming on the show on Tuesday night at about 8? Uh, I'll let you know where. And uh, Danny got back to me real quick and was like, absolutely, I can't wait, let's do this. 
I'm feeling really good about my planning at this point. I'm like, yeah, it's Tuesday, it's eight. As you should. Everything right. I've got a. <laughs> I've got a co-host. I've got a guest. Like yeah. I'm feeling really good. And then uh, I got approval from my wife to be out of the house. So I mean, we're three for three. Oh, arguably fine. the most important. I, yeah, yeah. And then I call Falls City, which is always a nice place to do a podcast. They've got the very quiet, comfortable room in the back. Yeah. I call them and say, uh, Hey, can I have the room for the podcast? And they know me a little bit. And they were like, Oh yeah, absolutely. We 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 figured. And I was like. Okay. I mean, I don't know you that well that you would right. figure, but cool. And uh, I thought nothing else of it. I arrived here at 8. I got here at 7.45 to have a beer. Right. I get here, and in the back room, the Coopers <laughs> and the Barrel Proof Podcast have the shades drawn, <laughs> and they're setting up their army of amazing audio yeah, equipment. Ridiculous. And uh, it's the hosts all hanging out. It's Brian. It's uh, Ken Luther's back there tonight. Yep. Shauna Farmer. They've got. They're ready to do a show. Patrick Arkenberg is doing electronics back there. Yes. And I go. I thought you guys had hack on this week. And they say we do. And I was like, you guys are usually at uh, against the grain. And they say we usually are, but we called and reserved this, which confirmed why they were confused that I was asking for the back room for a podcast they had already thought that the Louisville City podcast was in the back room <laughs> and so it's it gets to be five till eight and I've already resigned myself to okay we'll let the Coopers have the back room we'll go to right. a table no big deal it gets to be five to eight and I'm hanging out and Hack walks in and Hack goes uh do you just hang out here? Because this is the only place he ever sees me. And uh, and I say, no, we're doing the pod with Danny tonight. And he goes, Danny doesn't know that. Uh, and I went, well, I have an email confirmation from him right here. Yeah. And so I and I was perfectly willing to at that point call Danny and be like, hey man, if if we can if we need to do tomorrow, no big deal. Yeah. But Hack says, no, 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 I gotta call him and make fun of him. So uh, Coach Hack calls Danny and is like, you know when your podcast is? It's right now! Yeah. And so I'm assuming that both my co-host, who was fast asleep yes. and had forgotten our podcast, yeah. and our guest was probably also fast asleep and had forgotten our <laughs> podcast. I did everything possibly right, and I got none of it when I got here. Hey, man, you go through life... <laughs> and if you do your best and it still fails, yeah, you can't. I mean, that's there's that, yeah, but yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. There's one more bit though, because not only then I go and sit at the bar to have a beer while I wait for my guest and my co-host. <laughs> I know how this goes. And, and suddenly I get a text message from Danny that says, "Come save me." They they stole me to their podcast. He had come in and gone on to the Barrel Proof podcast and was sitting there. Disclaimer for the Coopers, Evan's lying, I never sent that text message. <laughs> Barrel Proof, he really hated every minute of it. How so, long have they been going? Uh, they, they got started at 8, like was uh, what, like we were supposed to. Huh. Yeah, weird, right? If I had gotten here in time, we could have done like a joint podcast. We could have. That would have been an option. But honestly, I'm not sure they would have wanted that. I think that they were really pleased with themselves for getting hacked. I wouldn't have asked. We would have made it a joint podcast. I did. a choice situation. When I, when I went into the podcast to pull Danny out, uh, I did say that uh, we've been podjacked. Like, there's no other. They have yeah. our room. They had our guests. They had all of it. This is ridiculous. But, I'm not saying we should start a turf war. But, but hey, if saying. a turf war is called for. 
So uh, normally right now we would uh, flip a coin yes. and determine if we were going to talk about our pre game preview or our game review. Uh, but unfortunately in this instance, I already flipped a coin because I was bored while I was waiting for you guys. So I flipped the coin and it was in fact a Tails, so you will not get our fancy sound effect tonight. Yeah. It is. It, it was a Tails, and so we will begin with the game review, which was the home opener. Uh, my first game not in Scouse's yeah, house. Was weird. It was weird for me too. It was very strange, mostly because, you know, it's it's been David, you, and me in the same spot every home game to the point that it like it's we used to pitch a fit if somebody stood in our spot. It's like, what do you? Yeah. What are you doing in my spot? Like, yeah. the team needs me here. Yeah. I mean, you know, soccer That's fans cool. are all about superstition. Of like, course. You don't understand. Like, the team. I'm the same way, brother. <laughs> they need us here. Yeah. It has to be here, right? Yeah. And now, it was it was this weird, like, no man's land. There was nobody officially taking my well, spot? Nikki, David's son, Nikki, stood there. A worthy he's choice. A, he's a child, so he's, like, back and forth. Easily distracted, And then yeah. another kid, who I didn't know is standing there and he's running back and some forth. random kid some random child I don't know how I feel about that I really hope it's not somebody that we know as kid and I'm a jerk for not knowing you probably kid. are Bro, that's exactly that's what's happening almost right certainly <laughs> happening but there was so much like back and forth your wife would stand there every now and then go and Anna Kane. would stand there every now and then go and Anna. it's my wife would stand there it was a whole eh. thing and just <laughs> it was very off-putting. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm well, you guys are gonna have to, you know, figure that out. So I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to get a get a rhythm together. Now, it was the home opener. It's a two-to-one victory. Uh, always great to come away with three points. I mean, there's no. Yep. Here's the thing: at the end of the year, they don't award style points, and so to me, three points is three points. Yep. I thought with the uh, international call-ups and some interesting lineup changes due to injury or just due to because of really great form. Uh, it was a different lineup than we're used to seeing, and I thought, uh, in particular, in the first half, I really liked a lot of what I saw in that game. I thought that I was really pleased with how they were attacking. I was really pleased with sort of the aggression. Yeah. I we, thought we played up the middle a lot, maybe not better, but a lot more than we usually have seen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This that this week there was more through the middle, and I, I wonder if some of that was. Magnus Rasmussen was named to the the USL Team of the Week, which is awesome for Magnus, and I thought well deserved. I thought that he was dangerous in the middle of the field all game, which was I, nice to see. I also want to make a claim real quick. Uh huh. I, I saw that he was named when I saw that he was named Team of the Week. There was a hashtag that said Magram, as there should be. That started here. I yeah. just want to throw that out. Magram. There. That started here. I imagine that somebody no, had called him that at no, some point in his life. No, <laughs> not ever in the history of anything ever. It started here. Much like I doubt we were the first ones to call him Pat McMahon Bun. I don't think that we're really as yes, clever we as we were. think we are. <laughs> <laughs> just because, <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> All right. So you heard our ill-informed opinions, uh, Danny. What did you think of the game? Like, how were you? It's funny. Uh, I. I think you guys are spot on. Uh, the first half, I thought we played. Oh! Uh, I thought we uh, we played really well. The mm -hmm. game plan actually was to take advantage of the middle of the field. Boom! So you hit that on the hill. Uh, <laughs> it's like the, on the first head time it's well. ever happened. You did. You did. I, honestly, so um, we were really pleased with the first half. Obviously, not pleased with the start of the game. 
um, but really, really happy uh, to see the response from the boys because that's so important. Yeah. You can do two things when that happens. You can put your heads down and feel sorry for yourself or you can respond. Um, and for the most part, our guys do that every single day. Um, and then obviously, listen, the second half was a battle. They made some adjustments. Um, uh, they, they caused us issues. Um, but I think good teams find a way to win. Um, I, I, I wouldn't sit here and lie and say we were happy with the second half. We weren't, but we were certainly happy with the fight from the group, um, the spirit from the group. Uh, and, and obviously, you said it at the very beginning, at the end of the year, we're looking at it as three points, not uh, first half was great, second half was shit. You know, so. W is a W. Yeah. 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 Here's the toughest tactical question I'm going to have for the entire show. So I'm getting it out of the way right from go. Love it. Uh, in every game so far this year, and also in uh, the uh, preseason games that we've get, been fortunate enough to watch this year, yep. we've we've been very vulnerable to the counterattack. Yep. What's up with that? Like what? I don't have a I don't have a what better way of phrasing it. I don't have a better way of phrasing it. Like I, it doesn't seem in my mind it doesn't seem to make sense with our personnel where you feel exceptionally comfortable. We've grown to just completely rely and depend on Paco, and yeah. we felt the same way about Alexi by the end of last year and coming into this year. And yet it seems like the heart of our defense is sort of getting split pretty consistently, and it, it's it, it's frustrating as a fan. Is there a, is there a thing we're seeing about why this is happening? No, I would say, I would say, you know, we, we are right now, we've, we've struggled a little bit on the counterattack. That being said, when you're a team the way that we are that wants to attack with a manager like Hack that wants to go, 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 um, build out of the back, putting a lot of numbers forward, yeah. just like last year, Kyle, Oscar, outside backs going, you're going to be vulnerable to something. So we understand it's it's uh, it's higher risk, for lack of a better word. Um, we can be better in the counterattack for sure, and we're continuing to work on it. I can I can promise you that. And we're, and we're talking about it almost every single day. Okay. Um, so we, That's reco comforting. we, yeah. we, we recognize it. Um, that being said, we're not going to change our high-pressure system. We're not going to change who we are mm -hmm. we have to be a, we, we have to be better on the counter absolutely but that's not just the back line that's when we lose the ball the response from the guys that lose it that it's every single player on the field yeah. um, so while it might you know to the naked eye look like uh, Paco Lexi or the back line it's not it, it really is when we're losing the ball are we responding the right uh, okay. are we reacting the right, right way if we're not reacting the right way, then there is an initial pressure on the ball, and we're somebody's we're doing getting left out exactly, to dry. Exactly. So, yeah. um, I, I would say that uh, I don't think that you're you're wrong in in, in feeling that way, um, but it is something that we recognize, and, and we're continuing to, to work on it for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, See, awesome. That's, that, that's the only thing that you can really hope yeah. to hear, yeah. because it's not like we can go back in time and not give up no. some goals. No. So right. I mean, it's all about moving forward. Yeah. It's also the beauty of film. I mean, we, we can show them. You, you can say it till you're blue in the face, but when they see it, yeah. they it, it it clicks, and you go, okay, listen, I, I have to be better here in whatever aspect you're talking about. So that's comforting. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're not going to go straight into the interview here. We want to actually do our finish our game yeah. reviews and our game preview. I'll say, uh, from my from my perspective, it was really weird not watching the game from the spot. Where did you watch it from? I was in the press box, uh, sitting in between Lance 
and Howie. So I had a pretty good spot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is uh, I had a nice bird's eye view. I'm looking forward to next year having the midfield press box view instead of the home plate press box view. But uh, no, it was it's still good seating. And But the thing is, I'm looking at four things at once mm-hmm. in terms of uh, fulfillment. So making sure that Lance has everything he needs to do the reads and making sure that uh, our graphic designer has everything uh, already loaded into place and making sure that Howie has everything he needs for all of the social and that Kevin and Kevin has everything he needs for the radio. And so I'm looking at like four or five things and it's very strange to me to not just be like laser say, focused that on the game. away from your enjoyment of the Super game? did. It's super did. And let me say right now that there is a long-term code like, this is from the 1920s kind of code that you don't cheer in the press box. That the press box is well, sacred space what? and that it's supposed to be a neutral space Why? where you observe our and report. Box. I failed miserably Good. at that task. I cheered wildly. The only thing I got I got side-eyed <laughs> I got side-eyed a couple of times from people who were veterans in the press box. And then uh, the only time they shut me down was when I started singing. They were, the Coopers had a good chant going and I was like, Louisville City, here we go. And then somebody was like, You can't you can't sing in the oh box. It's like, okay, that is, that's, that's fair. Absurd. That's, that's fair. That's absurd. And so, uh, but no, when the when uh, the uh, Luke goal went in, I literally knocked my chair over jumping up, and uh, <laughs> and everyone in the place. Now Lance is in the middle of his full throated loose the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, everybody else glaring at me like, what are you? I'm sure Lance loved it though, uh, but you can't tell. This is one thing you don't know about Lance, or that I didn't know, and we know him a little bit. Lance, when he is in the press box, yeah. all business. Really? All business. Big now, bear? He, the, our bear oh. is all business in the press box. And it's it's like impressive. Like it was really cool because when he's doing the PA, he wants pronunciations of every single word. He yeah. wants, he's putting together where his pauses are, where his breaks are. When does he have time to take a, I mean, like, to the to the he's millimeter. professional. He yeah. is a professional PA reader. We're yeah. so used to him being the host of Soccer City Radio right. and our yeah. friendly Eloso. Yeah. The dude is a pro, and it was cool to watch him work. Like, it was really cool sitting next to him watching him work. Do you think you could bribe him? into letting you call a Lucy goal? No, I don't think I could. <laughs> I literally do not think there's a I've dollar heard figure. you do it. You've got good pipes for it. It's not bad. I did one, I, so I went to career day with uh, Pat McMahon and um, uh, Paolo last week at one of the elementary schools in town. And uh, for whatever reason, I did have my own little time where they needed me to be filling to talk to these kids, and I'm not. My job is not interesting to children. Like, I was, like <laughs> I, I'm really pleased about my job, but it's not like a job that kids are like. I hope one day I grow up for sponsorship fulfillment. Like, that's not a thing. And so I was saying that you know one of the really cool things is I get to sit next to the PA announcer, and I did my Lucidy Goals impression, and they were like, "Are you the guy?" I was like, yeah, "I've never gotten a better compliment." Oh, wow. Never in my wow. life. I was a, a child, thought I great, might be huh? Lance McGarvey. Yeah. So children think you're awesome. Yes, yes. Not as awesome as they thought the players were. Well, I'm not right, going to lie to you. <laughs> they were visibly disappointed when I came on. Like, Something, though, you know. Are you a player? You're not a player. Like, that was the... <laughs> 
they wanted to ask. Yeah. I mean, I was in full city gear, but no, they, oh they were they God. were clear immediately. That's not a player. If it is, we wouldn't have won two championships. <laughs> uh, but no, it was a. Ultimately, I, I I think Hartford had been not a team that was super impressive. Loved seeing. Uh, I thought that the build up and the finish. I thought that the Luke goal was maybe the prettiest goal we've scored in a little while. Like, going back a minute, yeah. in terms of non-individual effort, in terms of a great team goal, it was a nice it was a nice uh, ball that sprung them in the first place. It was a good cross-in. It was a great trap-slash-pass from Magnus. And then Luke with the really nice finish on a half-volley. I thought everything about it was just... It, it felt like a really good team goal. No, I mean, it was... It was quality from back to front for sure, and, and anytime we were talking about it in the locker room yesterday, anytime you hit a ball like that, you're you're feeling really yeah. really good about it, you know. So, and this is one of those fun things where I don't always feel like I. There are frequently things that are happening during a soccer game where I'm like, I don't understand why that happened or how that happened, but the play started from the mid or started from sort of just past midfield on a clearance and it was just a random clearance it was not intended as a pass it was just somebody clearing the ball out and i remembered thinking i hope we score a goal here when it got cleared because i was so pleased with abdu causing it because yes. it was a thing where it should have been an easy choose your target pass from the fullback but Abdu went tearing off after this guy and the guy had no choice but to just clear it as far as he could and it came down Paco and then through the midfield made it out wide into Magram Luke with the goal it was one of those moments where I really felt like I understand why that happened yeah. and I feel smart because yeah, of it awesome. I loved seeing Abdu's hustle there I'm not I'm not remotely backing away from my thought process that that kid is going to be super fun for us to watch all year yeah yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree. Listen, he's he's grown quite a bit since he's been with us already. Um, he's, a, he's a great kid. Um, and I think <clears throat> throughout the entire game, you saw the work rate. You saw at least, you know, the minutes that he played. And, and he en it ends up allowing us to play Luke underneath. And, and look how the goal happens. You know, it goes from Magnus to Luke underneath. Starts at the point that you're speaking about, and, and it's in the back of the net. It seemed like I don't know if maybe getting a little bit of the experience of playing in that underneath spot behind uh, Cam a little bit last year. I don't know if that helped, but I thought Luke looked way more comfortable in that role than we had seen him previously. I thought that uh, he was much more of a playmaker than I was expecting him to be. He caused real problems yeah. and sprayed some balls out wide. That, uh, in my mind, I think of Luke as a pure nine, and that was. He, he looked comfortable sort of distribu distributing and causing problems at the edge of the 18. For sure. I mean, we <clears throat> we spoke about the way that Hartford played. We did, obviously, a lot of scouting on him, um, and we saw a lot of space centrally um, behind their <clears throat> midfield four, um, and we thought Luke could exploit that, especially with his size, his ability to turn the ball. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, for a guy that hasn't played there in quite a long time and trained there twice during the week, um, he was thought he was fantastic, not just because of the goal, but the work rate that he always brings, um, especially from a defensive standpoint. It's really, really difficult for, for teams to deal with. Yeah, and especially with him being as physical as he is, when you've got somebody like that that's leaning on midfielders instead of fullbacks, that's yeah. that's exhausting for, for a sure. midfielder yeah. to have to deal with. From a from a fan perspective, it's always nice to watch. The best way I can put it is it's always fun to watch, and it's comforting to watch Luke do Luke stuff, for lack of a better term. Like, yeah. Luke has always tended to be the guy that you're like, of course, well, of course Luke did that. You know what I mean? Like, you think about yeah. the championship game, it's like, 
So yeah, it's, it's, and it was a banger like that. Where yeah. It's just I'm I'm gonna score this goal. I don't care how many t- shots it takes. Yeah. But I mean, this goal was I mean, it oh, was yeah. pretty. He put Fantastic. it over into the corner on yeah. the volley. Fantastic. That wasn't a goal. That was a goal. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know I did that? <laughs> I do. I liked it. It Maybe wasn't. Lance let me do it. Wasn't, yeah. it, it wasn't quite. I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite long enough to qualify as a thunder bastard, but we're gonna get one this year just for you. Right, buddy. but I feel like it was intimidating. Yeah. A little scary, yeah. a little seedy. Yeah. Yeah. I found out that he had never heard the expression "thunder bastard" until uh, I had until never. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and so now I now want us to score one just so he yeah. can bring it up. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun because that's <laughs> the exact kind of words he likes. If and when I have kids, one of them's I'm not saying, but I'm gonna make a strong argument that he or she, he or she. Should be named Thunder Bastard. Thunder <laughs> That's Bastard. All I'm saying. Thunder Bastard Frederick. No one messes with that, that kid. No. no, definitely not. First day of kindergarten. Definitely Nobody's not. gonna mess with that kid. Uh, it sets the tone. <laughs> yeah. It sets the tone, no doubt about it. Hi, I'm Erica. Hi, I'm Janelle. Hi, I'm Stevie. I'm Thunder Bastard. <laughs> Thunder Bastard. <laughs> love it. What are you gonna uh, do? Love it. Nothing. Nothing. All right. I'm into dance. What? <laughs> uh, we'll talk a little bit about the idea that yeah, we gave up the goal. It was quick. It was painful. It was really the first meaning possession they had had the entire game but the go- even the goal itself seemed a little fluky it was a little fluky they got they did it just right it was a perfect cross I mean the, it was it was a perfect cross it just barely eluded Oscar and that's that is what it is and uh, Sem DeVitt I think was the one who got it who also got our goal no who was I can't remember Brown. who was Sem DeVitt it was Brown Brown yeah. oh, okay DeVitt did get our he scored goal. our goal for us though which uh, Howie Cleverly coined the own goal because it was an own B own goal. Yeah. I was like, that's that's good. Oh, it's like still that. nice to go. see own B score a goal, yeah. though. I mean, it, except it won't ever count on his talent. I know. So, it will in our hearts. Here's the thing, though, and in his head. <laughs> it, but, but I'm curious. More has important. he talked about this? Because in the box, I even said, and even after watching the replays, I think he was trying to lay that off for Abdul. He was. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, I felt like he was trying to lay it off. Yeah. Yeah. And Abdu was wide open. And that gets past him to vid. It's a tap hey, in man, goal. Life's yeah. about happy accidents, right? If Bob Ross taught us anything. Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the year, I'd love to see an extra notch for uh, Jom. I'd love to see an extra notch for Ownby. Yeah. But, you know, a goal's a goal and a win's a win. For yeah. sure. And for it sure. was caused all the same. So, I mean, if, if Jom isn't wide open over there, DeVitt doesn't lunge out of the way he did. And if Ownby doesn't make the break in the first place, then yeah. he's not there in the... I mean, it's all the same thing. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely to get a win. Second half, not as uh, not as much fun to watch. It was it, it devolved a little bit. Got they, chippier. It did get a little chippier. Mouthier. Yep. Mouthier. Yeah. I thought DeVitt might have earned his second red card on our field yeah. and only got the yellow. Yeah. Came in uh, a little high, a little a late. A little high. <laughs> a little studs I up. I was so mad when I watched the film back. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and Sim DeVitt, to most Lou City fans, is most recollected as uh, the guy who got the red card for FC Cincinnati in the 5 nothing demolition. So he's the one who got sent off when it was oh, one nothing, really? and uh, allowed the floodgates to open for See, the we uh, 5 no- We were not. We were at Andy's bachelor party that night I wasn't in either, Vegas. So. Yeah, well, you also <laughs> all three of us were not None here. of us were at that game. No. The Coopers we'll, we'll over there. About that. Yeah. <laughs> the guys over there in the other room were probably here. We were probably there for it. Who cares about those who guys? Who cares about those guys? Uh, no, and that, that's really all I've got to say about this game. I thought, ultimately, it's unlikely to be a lineup we see a ton uh, just because we've got some really quality players who weren't available 
but it's nice to know that even when you don't have maybe your exact top flight 11 that you can go out and get three points. Right. It's nice to know that there's chemistry between guys who you don't necessarily think of as guys who are probably practicing a lot together. Yeah. And uh, I thought, hey, get three points at home is always good. And Hartford and next up Birmingham are two sort of bottom of the table kind of looking teams and yeah. you got to come away with points. And they I'll, did. I also feel like we're watching that more attacky, aggressive style shape. Yeah. You're going to be come to like, it's just like, it feels like it's gelling a little bit. Exactly. And I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get halfway through the season, if that, and there's going to be that one game that we're like, holy, where we just smoke something. There's going to be an 8 1 kind of yeah. a game. Something or, I mean, where that's we just maybe an exaggeration, but, but like a, I mean, maybe a, not, though, a 5 0, like, you know, yeah. something. Yeah. Just because, I mean, at this point in the season, I think that uh, we've currently got five goals on the year, four goals on the year. And uh, through three games, four goals, we could easily, with a little bit of luck and a little bit and a half inch here and a half inch there, yeah. we could easily be staring at seven or eight in our column right yeah. now. I feel like that's that's a great point. And we're going to have that one Floodgates game. Yeah. And it's going to be a fun game to watch. I completely agree with that. It, you know, it's it, we, we take it, especially as a staff, game by game. Um, but there's no doubt, at least in, in, in my head for sure, that we have the players capable of, of that happening for sure. But it's about putting it all together. You said it earlier, half inch one way, half inch yeah. another, and, and you never know. Yeah. Well... I think that concludes everything I've got to say about this previous game. Andy, you got anything uh, else you want to mention? I I think in terms of game atmosphere, it was a record crowd for a home opener, which is nice. 85-70-something, I think. It was a good crowd. You always want to have the – and, you know, going into a home opener, you always hope that it's a win. Yeah. Because that's what's going to set the tone for the rest – for attendance for the rest of the season. You have 8,500 people show up. Well, and I love that it was – It's like – Gorgeous, uh, <laughs> wet, gorgeous weather Perfect for one weather. thing, which was Perfect amazing. Weather. And then, and which we may not have this coming weekend. It's looking like it's maybe not going to be as good. But hopefully by game time it will be. Anyway, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention was the field. Rewind a year. The difference in the field last year and the field this year is night and day. I want to give a lot of kudos to the Slugger Field grounds crew and staff because if you remember what the field looked like for the first three games of last season, it was bad, bad. Like not, it wasn't like oh that that's a baseball field. It doesn't look good. It was bad, bad. And uh, this was acres of green, man. It just looked clean. I don't know how it played, but I'm saying that in terms of the visual of it, it looked great. I, I wasn't here that, sure. at that point last year, but for sure um, the the grass played well for the players, no doubt about it. It's good. Yeah, yeah it looked great. No I even remarked to David, I was like, man, the field looks great. It was in yeah. mid-season form, <laughs> and not like that mid to late August yeah. where it's already starting to right. go downhill. It was in like that really great late June form. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I was really impressed. And uh, again, we rightly so, we take a lot of pot shots about Slugger and how that's where we play and it's sometimes tough and not great and uh, how excited we are about the new stadium and that's all true. But really, big time congratulations to the Louisville Slugger ground crew because they did some work to make well, that look great. Gotta, I mean, you got to have a special place in your heart for the last home opener at Slugger. The right? very last home opener there. We'll never do that again. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Yeah. This is 
convenient for us because uh, we've talked to Hack before about uh, game day prep and uh, we happen to, we're about to preview a game and we happen to have the person who helps to put the game plan together oh, sitting yeah? next to us. So uh, I will I will be exceptionally brief and then we'll just start peppering uh, Danny with questions. What do you think? Perfect. I like it. Uh, I'll say uh, we're playing Birmingham Legion and Birmingham Legion FC, I'm sorry. I don't think the FC was necessary. Just stick with Legion, man. <laughs> or just stick with FC and drop the Legion. But that's one too many things. It's a lot. It's too many it's things. Uh, but I'm playing Birmingham Legion FC. Uh, the most notable uh, player on the team for uh, Lou City fans, anyway. Spangenberg. Well, no. I mean, I love that you jumped straight to Trevor because we do love. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> we do. In, I'm sorry. In Scouse's house, we do have a long-standing love oh, for Trevor Spangenberg. Oh, I love it. Who is a friendly goalkeeper? He's one of those goalkeepers that gives you time. Like during warm-ups, if you're heckling him, he'll turn oh, around yeah. and joke with you a little bit. He's a Scouse's I can house promise favorite. you, the other guy. The other fella, not, not that. Oh, good. Absolutely and not. And is uh, Spangenberg starting, or do we expect the other fella? They Van Oakle. Van, Van Oakle. Van He's actually from Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, they split the first two games. Okay. So we don't know which one will be, but uh, I, it's probably going to be Van Oakle. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll consider that a disappointment. You'll have to make sure you get there early to get to be able to joke and around with our man kind of Trevor. Baby. Huh? He's kind of a baby. He's like a full beard. Like he no not a ba- he's not a baby I'm saying he's just you're gonna be able he's, to wind him up he's not okay you'll be, you'll be no, able that's what to I'm wind saying, yeah yeah he's sorry. Kind of gonna be a pleasant yeah. jokester yeah exactly yeah, exactly that's good what that's that actually good. better wording that's yeah. fodder for yeah, us yeah, my yeah. friend I know I know you guys <laughs> they live love for that, that. Yeah. they live for yeah. that and by they I mean I used to it's all right but uh, the but no we loved Trevor Spangenberg and I've got no objection to that being a big part of your game day prep because he is a delight you're welcome he's a delight and I hope that uh, during warm-ups he's there and uh, still able to give you guys the business because he likes to and it's fun yeah. uh, but no the, in terms of Lou City f- fandom as a whole probably more excited to be seeing uh, an incoming player uh, by the name of Chandler Hoffman who uh, was the oh, yeah. leading goal scorer for the 2016 Lou City team uh, he was had an immense, enormous first half of that year for us. Uh, looked like he might even be on his way to breaking Fondy's record, which has since been broken by Lancaster. And then a really sort of tepid second half uh, of the season. Sort of lost favor with O'Connor even down the stretch. And uh, it was it was not an ideal end to his tenure because that first 12 <laughs> games, he was wonderful and fun to watch. And... Uh, He's a super talented striker. There's no other way of putting it. Uh, he's a native of Birmingham, and so uh, he was their first signing when they formed the team. He was He's one of the all-time leading scorers in USL history for a reason. He uh, has had a couple of uh, 15 or more goal-scoring seasons in the USL, and he's as dangerous as there is in terms of a player at this level. Uh, Danny, have you ever played with or against Chandler Hoffman? I coached him last year. You coached him last year. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're familiar with him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Played with him, coached him. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that you got to be aware of in the box. There's no doubt about it. He he finds goals. Um, listen, the Bur- the Birmingham team. I think the 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 table, and I know they've only played two games, um, isn't really fair to them. They've they've 
they have some good players. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to definitely be a tough game, um, but we're we'll be prepared, um, no doubt about it. Uh, but Chandler's definitely somebody. He, he's somebody we've been looking at, and he's somebody that we have to make sure that when they get near the box, we we know where he is because he can. He'll finish his chances. He proved it over and over again in, in the USL, um, and he proved it when I was coaching him last year. And um, he's he's got a knack for goal. So. He's. Uh a really talented player, and there's no question about it. But one of the, I don't think that it's quite the homecoming that some of the other ones we're going to see throughout the year are. I think that there's a softer place in the hearts of the fans for some of the players, like a Sean Reynolds, yeah. who when he comes back with St. Louis, people will be really excited to see. I think, it, it, and there's not also the negative, the negative side like there might be with the Dakers or. A, uh, a player like that when they come back just because of how things ended. But I think I really feel like everybody felt like we got what we wanted out of Chandler Hoffman and then he left. And that yeah. was just sort of the way that it was. Business. And, right. Sure. Uh, it didn't ever feel like it was there was a great deal of love and it also never felt like there was a great deal of disdain. So yeah. I hope that uh, when if they are not competing with us in the table that he has a really nice season other than these two games. Right. That's there that's about all I got. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, we know that you have Danny, and I'm trying to figure out the best way of being able to separate the questions we want to ask you in our interview portion versus the questions I want to ask you now. You, you've had a, a short but eventful coaching career. Uh, and so across east to west, you've gotten to now coach two of the better teams in, uh, in USL over the, this time period. Is, uh, are, are there other players that you're particularly excited about that might have translated to uh, some of the Eastern Conference teams from the from where you were coaching last year, but pre previous to joining uh, previous to joining our squad? Yeah, well, I think Chandler was obviously a, a big signing. Um, yeah. from from uh, Real to to Birmingham, um, but you know they didn't have that crazy of a turnover. Not a lot of turnover. Um, they didn't, and certainly not from west to east um gotta go to the galaxy teams tend to sort of stay on the same yeah because you see them the yeah most. it's yeah. easier you to scout get, you, you actually get a set of eyes on them you see you hear them on the field you, right. all these little details that are really really important when you're trying to make a decision on do i sign the player do i not um but for for me when when Chandler we knew he was leaving almost halfway through the year. Yeah. Um, when I was at the Monarchs. They announced it very they early. They announced it early. We had an agreement with Birmingham at the time that we were okay with it. Um, the business side of it, all of it made sense. Um, so we knew it was happening and, and he was, you know, a big uh, yeah. person in our locker room obviously. And so um, keeping an eye on him I've known him for a long time I played with him in Philly when I was in MLS okay. um, so that was one for the most part but I'm so focused on, on the teams that we're going to play here sure. in the East and it, it's no longer not I shouldn't say no longer <laughs> but I'm so focused on the team and the group um, of who we're going to play that the individual side of it um it, it almost goes out the window. I get that. You know, right. so, that's yeah. great. I hope that answers your question. No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, can you name for us one other player coming into this game that we should keep an eye on as somebody that's going to be important for what happens in the game uh, coming from Birmingham? From, then from your scouting of Birmingham, is yep. there a player that you're going, if this guy has a good game, we're in trouble. If this guy has a bad game, we're probably dominating. Is there somebody that you think really makes the, makes the meter go over there? Yeah, probably uh, – 
Daniel Johnson. Okay. Um, but he kind of moves all over the field. All right. Um, he played, started out wide in the games, then came to the middle. So he's he's moved around quite a bit, which is yeah. also why I think he's an important piece. Yeah. Tough to um, tough to mark somebody like that. Yeah. Now they lost their first two games, so you never know what the man, the right. manager could be looking at it and going, "Hey, I'm gonna." change Johnson with player X. Uh, yeah, it, it's right. possible, but um, he's a kid that made a difference for sure in the, in the games, uh, the two games that I've scouted uh, over and over again. Um, <laughs> they, uh, he's someone I think that... Uh, Somebody sure to keep an eye question. on at the very yep. least. Yep, for well, sure. Well, that's good. And see, that's fun. That's the kind of information that I can't yeah. ever give you. And now, going into the game, well, you're you going to be like, I'm going to watch Daniel Johnson and keep an eye on him. There I'll be sure to yell at Daniel Johnson. Yeah, and now Perfect. Andy knows who to heckle besides whoever is keeping. Yeah. Hey, I hope you do bad. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> that's really, absolutely get him Do thinking. poorly. That's, that's <laughs> really good heckling. You've been taught well. I don't like to brag. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. Who would you used to stand next to last year? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who was also really bad at heckling. Uh, my, my favorite heckles, though, were always ones that nobody else found amusing at all. Like, my absolute favorite ones were like, I bet you forget to take the itemized deduction on your taxes. <laughs> like, uh, I'll bet that you have really poor dental hygiene. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, you guys, that like is that. so much more effective because they're thinking through I'm that. Like, what the hell yeah. did he just Why is he yelling yeah, at like, me? Like, is that my CPA? My taxes? <laughs> uh, Gold. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Spot on. I love that stuff. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited about this game. I love that we've got uh, three in a row at home, sort of getting yeah. settled in, and uh, everybody start feeling like. I feel like once we get through this home stand, and then the next time we're home. I think it'll feel like we're really into the season. Yeah. Because even now, I know we've played three games. This will be the fourth. But, I mean, even now, it's sort of like, yeah, the season's getting yeah. going. Cool. Yeah. Once you get back from that second road trip, that's when it's like, man, I want to look at the table. I want to see who's in the who's in the golden boot race. I want to see. You start paying attention to yeah. stuff. Stuff starts excited. adding up. Yeah. yeah. Standings start, like, mattering. Yeah, like, right now, it's like. You're going, wait a minute. North Carolina has... 14 points yeah. as opposed to yeah they won their first two cool. yeah. well when I was looking up so like when I was looking up Birmingham I was like oh well they're like last and then, but it's like dude we played three yeah. <laughs> and they've only played, they played two it doesn't yeah. matter yeah. it literally doesn't matter right now look at all those other at zeros all. <laughs> at all yeah. now, they haven't yet found the back of the net which uh I mean that's a good thing. Like I, in, in terms of a team you play, a team that hasn't scored yet, you would yeah. consider a good thing. Except that we know they've got goal scorers. I mean, even if you look beyond Hoffman, we know that uh, they've got some proven guys from the yeah. league that can play. And so I suppose, like Danny was saying, that you know, yeah, they're zero and two, but it's it's one of those we don't know yet. You know, we yeah. don't know yet, right? Uh, we could easily, if two balls had bounced differently in our second game, we could be 0-2. And there's no part of me that thinks that this is, is going to be a team that's rough. And so maybe that was the way that works out for uh, for Birmingham. It's, a, it's an expansion team that's always going to be tough. I mean, no matter what, we've always bragged about the, the consistency of our roster and how there's been so little turnover and that's been a big fuel to our success because these are guys who know each other and clearly guys who don't hate each other right? or they would have left. Yeah. And uh, they don't have that yet. So maybe no. by the expansion teams, I always think that you don't really know what they are until even like 20 games into the yeah, season. Yeah, it takes time. 
It, it takes time. It could yeah. be it could be a really good team that just hasn't gelled yet. I thought Indy had that last year, where it was very much a team that hadn't been put together until like two weeks before the season started, sort of like Loudon this year. Yeah. And uh, but by the end of the season last year, they were a really dangerous team, and they they had found their way. They, they got. They were unlucky to make it so low into the playoffs because if they had been higher, I think they could have given some people some yeah, trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and they happened to be playing us twice in a row, so we had uh, our, our game planning wizard was really on top of it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I mean, it's teams like that who maybe don't really know what they completely are until the end of the year. I mean, we beat Indy one nothing in that game in the in the playoff game last year. Yeah, I mean. Think about how badly we decimated New York and the 2 0 win against Charleston. And frankly, I thought Indy gave us a tougher game than Phoenix did. That means to me, that in my opinion, the overall of that postseason, the toughest game we played was the eight seed. And it's, again, I think because they got better and better throughout the year. And that could be what we look at from a team like Birmingham. Somebody from the expansion set, Hartford. Birmingham, Loudon, yeah. maybe even one of the Memphis, one of these teams that's a second-year team like North Carolina. Somebody from that group is going to jump up and be like the four seed this year by the end of the year just because everybody's going to go, they they, they found it. Uh, I hope that uh, nobody finds it at our expense. That's the only, uh, that's the only key to me. All right, now I imagine that you're in the same boat as uh, Coach Hack and uh, myself now in that we're not allowed to make predictions about what we think is going to be the score of the game. If you are, if you're of a different ilk than that, that's your business. I'm definitely not going to do that. I okay. can. But, I can. But we, uh, we famously allow Andy to Love make a prediction that. in every Love game. That. And so, uh, and, and Andy is generally pretty good. You're generally pretty good. I'm probably, I'll probably hover around 35 to 40%. Well, here's the thing. However often we win... Which I think is at roughly a sixty-five percent clip over the last couple of years. Yeah, that you get you get all of those because you always predict that we're going to win. That's not fair. I think he's predicted that we'll tie like twice. Yeah, when we were heavy underdogs. <laughs> so. I refuse to say that we would lose. Like I, I, I just refuse. I like that. there's just no. After way. meeting you, that does not surprise me whatsoever. By the way, I love it. But, <laughs> but, I love it. but before I let Andy do that, I, I I hint at what I would predict if I were in the prediction game. If. And I'll say that uh, I I think that this game shapes up to me similarly to last week's. I think that I hope that we're going to see some more health, and uh, it'll be I, I'll be curious to see whether or not we choose to play the Jamaicans after they come back from two games in four days or whatever it is. I imagine that they're not up in the plan for the uh, opening last week. Hey, Who guys, is that guy? Hey guys, All how's right, the podcasting so- going? Huh? How we doing? You know, we didn't interrupt your podcast. No, I, I did. Wanna... <laughs> I totally did. Okay, well, I didn't. We, we is a strong term. Yeah. Somebody interrupted the podcast. Coach Hackworth, good luck this weekend. Brian, really, just go away. Just go away, man. Coach, I, I love you. We are coming to you live. I like the beard. Oh, I want wow. bearded hack back. I want beard hack The beard lost on week one, so it had to go. Really? That's just good well, sense. That's just good that makes sense. sense. Remember right. the beginning of the podcast? Yeah. Superstition. Superstition. All right, all right. Fu Manchu. I look. Just think about it. I did that. Are you doing a podcast on that? Yes, sir. What kind of low-budget podcast is this? We have all kinds of microphones. And yet ours is still better. It's weird. Oh! It's the kind of podcast that needs collusion to get guests. That's what I'll uh-huh. Collusion. Here it goes. Here it goes. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> look forward to listening to you guys tomorrow. Yeah, Have a good night. See ya. So yeah, apparently their podcast's over. <laughs> or or else they're just taking a break to come and do a panty raid on us. What I really a don't weird know what this podcast. Yeah. Uh, they do go much shorter than we do, yeah, generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, we're we're more of a we're more of an hour to an hour and a half kind of pod. They're more of a forty to sixty minute kind yeah, of pod. Yeah. I love it. Nothing nothing against that whatsoever. <laughs> Honestly, I, I am on record. Always, as the more lucidity content for me, the better. Yeah, absolutely. The better. If if I've got extra stuff to listen to, that's going to really please me. That's all that matters to me. For sure. Uh, Anyway, my keys to the game, I expect the game to be similar to the game last week in that respect. Probably not lineup-wise, but I think in terms of overall performance, uh, I'm hopeful that we're going to see... I'm just shaking your hand. All right. (laughs) I thought I'm consistently worried that Brian Davis is going to steal stuff from me now. (laughs) He will. He will. My car will be missing when we get back out there. Uh-huh. We'll get you. We'll get you on back on the uh, A podcast later on. If you're, you warm up with the B team here. Yeah. Well. Oh my God. I love that we're. I love that we're the B team. Frankly, I'm comfortable with that. I haven't been on a junior varsity team in a long time. Um, beyond the, beyond that though, I, I'm expecting. It looked to me like they do try to possess the ball, that they're not a team that just wants to counter, which I like that, as I've stated yeah. before, that it, it, at least it'll be a battle instead of just somebody sitting back and waiting and waiting Marking and waiting and hoping. Now, I still expect them to be on the back foot for this game. It's a home game for us, and we're, we should be the superior team going in. And so I expect them to be on the back foot, but I don't think that they're just going to sit and wait, which is comforting. Uh and then uh, if that is the case, then I think that with them being an expansion side, maybe not having as much practice together, I think that maybe that lock will be a little easier to pick. And I hope that yeah. uh, we, I hope that we find a, uh, a multi-goal victory. That's, that's what I hope. Uh, Andy, what you got, boss? Uh, I agree. I think we're going to see the difference between uh, – Brand new team, and I mean that. I mean that. No, and definitely not in a negative way. But we're going to see the difference between a brand new team and a team full of players that has crazy good consistency. Right? I mean, it just is what it is. Um, I'm saying three nothing. Three nothing. I like it. I'm saying like three it. nothing. Ken, you got a prediction for Birmingham? For Birmingham, what's the score, Ken? Good team. So we got to watch out. And they, they haven't done that well, so they're going to fight. So my guess is we're going to win it, but it's going to be another 2-1 close one. All right. No offense, Coach. I totally get that. 2-1. That seems reasonable. they got a goal scorer, too, Chandler Hoffman, and they got some other talent on the team. I think it's, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Rebecca? Who's going to win? Yeah. Oh, we'll win. And what will the score be? 2-0. All right, so we've got three predictions, all of them within a perfectly reasonable range from 2-1, to 2-0, and 2-1, uh, and what were you? 3 nothing. 3 nothing. So Andy's Andy's wrong, is what we've learned from this. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, Talk to him someday. Get out of here. Have a good yeah. night, guys. I'm Rebecca. I'm Andy. How you doing? I don't think we've ever met. That just got awkward. Yeah. He just got out. Met. <laughs> I'm sure. It's okay. I drink a lot. Is that where you got all the tattoos? All right, guys. You just got out. This is this is getting away from us. I don't want to talk about it. He's not uh, a prison. <laughs> but yes, that's where I got that. 
Okay. And so uh, I think those are all perfectly. It's it's getting it's getting uh, it's getting out of hand. I've lost the reins of this. It's unraveling. I've lost the reins. There's no other way to put this. We still have to do all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what they resort to. Yeah. This is purely. This is out of spite. There's no other way to put this. Um, I think that you're right. You got a uh, you got a goal scorer for us, Andy. I mean, my usual. He's going back to his. He always predicts the same goal scorer, Oscar Paco. He predicts that Oscar will send one in and Paco will put it home. That's what he predicts for every game. I love it. And uh, I think I think that you might have a really nice shot at that this week. I thought that. This was a personal preference kind of a deal, but I thought that because Brian and Luke and, to an extent, George played such nice games in this past week, I thought that Oscar didn't get as much chance to shine in this game. And uh, I think that maybe we see some real fancy Oscar moments in this upcoming match. And uh, that means to me that we're going to see some corners, and if we're going to see some corners, I think... uh, (laughs) I think Alexi's going to draw some defense away. We're going to get yeah. to see Paco put one home. Yeah. Now, Andy, we happen to be sitting next to the person who designs the set pieces. Yeah, yeah, I know. So uh, are you hinting that maybe there need to be one or two more designed Oscar to Pacos? Not in so many words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it would be nice. That's and, it. That's Andy, it. Andy and I actually, because we interviewed Oscar, uh, we made a deal that we would have the From Oscar to Paco Challenge, where uh, the charity of Oscar's choice, which is uh, the the free lunch program at his uh, high school, uh, we would donate to that $25 for every goal that was from Oscar to Paco. Every Oscar so to Paco. So just think of all of the children you out. could help provide for. Okay, on this podcast, I will join in on that. Hey, every now we're talking. Everyone. Every time. All right. But now, again, we'll I'll see whether not, we'll see whether or not uh, we'll see whether or not Danny makes uh, makes a good living based on how many <laughs> based on times. how based on how many of these, <laughs> based five on Paco offline buddy Paco yeah. you're going to stay in the house back <laughs> yeah. all right we're going to play this near post to Alexi for the fourth straight time Just, I have a good feeling about Just it do it just do it oh. um now let's. We've got our predictions out of the way. I say let's move on. That that concludes our uh, that concludes our game preview. Uh, that was good. I thought very solid. That was a good one. I'm excited Minus about interruptions. It. <laughs> well, there's not really much we can do about it because of the scheduling, and that's on me. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, it wasn't. I could have made clear. I didn't. Uh, let's talk about some purple stuff. No, let's go straight into the interview let's here. The interview. Let's go to the, uh, Danny. I just mentioned it, so let's talk first about set pieces. Okay. Uh, we know because you got a ton of kudos in the Charleston game last year, and well deserved. Was it the indie game that we got the? I thought that the two to Nile. I'm, I'm telling him, like I freaking know. It was indie. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I wasn't here for Charleston. In the playoffs, was that not who we played in the second round? Because I thought Indy was first round, and then Charleston with the. Uh, with the two balls to Nile, the two uh, corner kicks that were designed that were left off for Nile. It's Indy. It was Indy. For well, sure. There you go. Live and learn. He's part of the coaching staff, dude. I, you got I mean, my mind. You got I'm my sure. mind rolling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm over here like, wait. But was regardless, it? in the playoffs, yeah. we had two in a row, one a corner and one a uh, set piece, where uh, you had uh, everyone that we talked to. 
gave a lot of credit to you for having noticed this tendency from the from the opposing team yeah, yeah. that uh, that that they would leave that spot open and Niall capitalized on it twice in one game and it was a really cool to see. Yeah. Uh, some teams, England got a ton of credit for this sort of thing during the World Cup last year about having really well-designed set pieces and how you can make that a real weapon. Yeah. Is that something that you take a lot of pride in or is that just like, oh yeah, that's one of the 18 things I'm doing and it's cool and it works? I take uh, so much pride in it. Good. Um, it's something that I... That moment uh, for me, and I, you know, not to sound ignorant, uh, ignorant, not to sound conceited or anything, but that moment for me was a special moment that I'll probably remember forever because uh, we had walked through it. Um, we had walked through it all week in training, um, and we we had talked about watch video over and over and over again, and, and the space was open. And the players uh, converted, and it's all a credit to them, no doubt about it. But that's that's got to be just such a cool feeling when you go. You, I imagine that scouting in general is sort of thankless work. Like you're going, yeah, seventy percent of the time they do this, but thirty percent of the time they do the exact opposite of that, yeah. and then we're screwed yeah. if you try to plan for that. And so I imagine that you know film work in particular in soccer that's so free flowing. And uh, maybe displays tendencies, but not like actual. This is what they want to do exclusively. It's got to be thankless. And when something really comes together like that, I can't even imagine how cool that's got to feel. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll remember the feeling for forever. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and is that what you're looking for in situations like that? About space that, that somebody leaves open, or are you thinking more in terms of they always let a man go, or? Uh, what what is it you're looking for I'm in looking, that instance? I'm honestly looking at every single aspect. Okay. I'm looking at how they set up. I'm looking at their movement. I'm looking at the space. Uh, I'm looking at our players, who I think can do what. Um, uh, qualities in certain areas um, and places that I think we can exploit. Uh, the the set pieces take, take quite a long time. It's something that Hack also takes pride in as far as... Um, it's really important to him that we're, we're focused, that the research is done, that the, sorry, that the scouting is done, and, um, and it's it's something that he's kind of uh, implemented on me that it's made me feel so much pride towards it. And, and listen, games are won and lost off of it. That's, yeah. that's the reality. They, they can be, and so you got to be ready for it. Well, if you can find or prevent one goal... With that sort of preparation, I mean, you know, how many, what percentage of soccer games are decided by that margin? I mean, it's got to be a huge one. Yeah, huge. So, no, I mean, and that's and that's fun for the average fan to watch, too, to be able to... I remember spending time afterwards watching the play and being like, I, I don't even know how you noticed something like that. Because the attention to detail that it requires to be able to notice something like there's not a person standing in this spot yep. versus what the average fan looks and watches and sees. It's it's immense, yeah. the difference. Uh, you are a... I'm trying to think of the best word for this because it's not... You're young. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. are a young yeah. coach. Yeah. Uh, in that instance, especially when you come to a team that has had a lot of success and you had immediate success here and you we project to have good success going forward that's a great situation besides working for you know a coach that can teach you a lot uh i guess i'm just gonna stop prefacing it and say what kind of ambitions do you have in coaching are you hoping to continue to sort of work background guy or are you uh thinking 
I want to be a head coach. I want to be a GM. I want to be an owner. I want to be, you know, the. I want to be the president of the league. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm, I don't think it's an exaggeration to talk about that about somebody who is of your age with your experience in the MLS and now where you already are in the coaching world. That if you choose to, I'm curious. What's no, your? No, what's the goals? I think it's a great question. Uh, I get asked it quite a bit, to be honest. Well, um, now I feel like an idiot. I, no, no. <laughs> it, it's just. My response is it sounds uh, scripted or that it's, but it really is how I feel is that I'm in my moment, in this moment, and in this moment with the manager that I have, I genuinely believe I have so much to learn. And you see the game from a different lens, from regardless of my experience as a player, um, you see it as a, through a different lens as a coach. I do feel like I have a lot to learn and I'm continuing to grow every single day and things that I'm good at, things that I know I need to improve on and there are certainly uh, things like that. Um, but my, my aspirations in anything that I've ever done is to get to the highest level uh, in whatever it is I'm doing. Um, if uh, it's a head coach, if it's a general manager, if it's a, an assistant coach, um, I want to get to the highest level doing it and how I do that is by continuing every day to understand that I don't have all the answers, that I have to learn, I have to be willing to grow, and it's gonna take time. I am young, I'm not naive in that. Um, but I have an unbelievable group of players that uh, I don't feel, look at my age at all. Um, I feel- How old are you? I'm sorry, how old are you? Uh, it's okay, I'm 29. Okay. Uh, I, I've done nothing with my life. <laughs> I am a failure at everything. Uh, I just, I feel a sense of pride for the players. I feel a sense of uh, uh, a group that, that truly respects me as a human being and as yeah. a coach. Um, and my age has never once to me or yeah. felt that it uh, matters, which I think is important. I don't think that uh, you should... It should be looked at at all, and and uh, I do have plenty of time to yeah. to move on to those things that you're speaking about. Uh, but in did this you hear that, everybody? Yeah. He basically said, "Pep Guardiola, watch your shit. He's coming. <laughs> it's it's on its way." Holy shit! Was that the translation? <laughs> uh, that's all. That's I all I heard. This back. I, I heard him say he wanted to be successful at the highest levels, uh. and to me, that means Guardiola is out, Cruz is in. And uh, that's that's oh, what's happening next. Spit yeah, totally. <laughs> there goes my beer. Yeah, uh, um, Andy, what you got, boss? What? Full disclosure, I was waiting to me. What? What? Have you he was so buying far? beers. I had my questions. He was buying beers. It was good. Been covered. Uh, no, I was talking. We were talking to him about set pieces and about how impressive that was from last year. And we were talking about uh, his overall coaching ambitions or okay. future yeah. ambitions. Yeah. So you came in, you joined the club last season with four games left. Yeah. What are you thinking? Like, well, like, what kind of pressure is that? Hey, we have, four, especially coming off of kind of a dramatic season that we had last yeah. year. You yeah. know, like, what, what's your immediate thought coming into something like that? Uh, honestly, my immediate thought was I'm going into an unbelievable club with an unbelievable group of players that know what success is, mm -hmm. um, and to not try to overdo it or be somebody that I'm not. Yeah. Get to know That's the players. Smart. Get to know the players every single day, which right. is one of my most important roles. Mm. Understanding their, their demeanors, how they are they having a good day, are they having a bad day, right. on or off the field, because all that stuff matters. Yeah. Um, those were my initial thoughts. Then when I got here, it was how can I make the big man's job easier, in whatever capacity that is, yeah. um, and and 
he's a guy that had a lot of patience with me because I was coming into a new system with a new group of players to a new city without my family, all these things. Um, but I, I dove right in. But I'm so comfortable with Hack. I've yeah. known him for so long that that side of it didn't didn't really play uh, any role in, in my emotions or anything like that because I had someone that I knew cared about me. And when that happens, I can get to work and put my head down at, at any moment to do something for someone that I care about. You know? We we ask a lot of people on the team, work for the team, like as and you know, it's kind of a resounding thing that they care so much about the culture of the team. What was the first thing that struck you about? I'll give you inside info one of the first things that for Love me that. that for me when I and I said this to Hack and I've said it to the players um, when you go into a training session on a Thursday or a Friday you, you, you start to find out if you're going to be in the team or if you're not the starting lineup mm -hmm. yeah the culture and the mentality of the group when I got here from the guys that were not playing like not starting was Arguably the best I've ever seen in my career, other than probably early in 2009, 2010, the Houston, 2011, Houston Dynamo. Mm -hmm. um, it was remarkable to see the drive, the competitiveness, the lack of uh, self, worrying more about themselves mm -hmm. than the group. It's something that I hadn't seen in a long time. Huh. And that absolutely stood out to me about the cult. I had always heard about the culture. I'd always heard about what it right. is here. I spoke many, many conversations with Hack before I arrived, but it was evident when I got here. No doubt about it. I think that's, Andy's right. That's one of the most comforting things to hear is the idea that, you know, the team that what we see on the field is one thing, but you always want to believe whether it's true or not, that the people you're watching care about each other and care about the organization and we you have to understand as a sports fan that that's not always the case that you know just because you're seeing them out there trying to pass the ball right does not mean that that guy likes that guy or that that guy doesn't think that guy sucks and it's his fault that we're not scoring or it's it's always nice to hear the idea that this is a team and that they view themselves as a team and nothing i've seen in my two months with the club has changed my opinion about that at all and it's nice to hear that that's the same case even when they're not on their best company behavior which right. is what I get to see the players on yeah. so uh, it's that's that's really comforting yeah. uh, man Hack Mario yourself sort of still cut off from family a little bit at this point is that is that fair to say so my wife finally got here um two weeks ago nice and we're keeping him from her <laughs> no you're all right uh well, that's exciting yeah yeah it's, it's awesome um she's she got a job already here in awesome. louisville and do you mind and, if we uh, ask what she does she, yeah she's in uh hr so okay. she she actually left uh, her dream job to come oh here. wow was, wow she was in uh hr for a non-profit in better Salt well here, Lake City. i know i know tell me about it <laughs> big pressure. she knows what she got into many many years ago the sports world soccer player um, and coach yeah. Yeah. yeah i believe it but she's had her first few days at work and she's really happy with the people Good. she works with and so i'm, I'm happy about that it's awesome know. had she gotten to come out to louisville very much uh, previous she came out for the final. Um, Good time to come out. And that was really it, to be okay. honest. Yeah, that was really it. 
Well, I hope that uh, you guys find immense happiness here. I always tell people I'm not an original. I'm, I'm a transplant myself, yeah, yeah. and uh, but I consider myself more Louisvillian than yeah. the people who are raised here yeah. because I picked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've lived everywhere, yeah. and I said this is the place yeah. I want to be. And uh, most of them just never learned anything else. Yeah, so. she she loves it already. That's I'm good. You what? That's, That's good. Awesome yeah. city. Well, and it's you know over the last those of us who've lived our whole lives. Uh, remember a time when it was distinctly not this cool. <laughs> Speaking of, we should mention that we are at Fall City tonight. Yeah. Um, which would, if you listened to the Barrel Proof podcast on Wednesday, then you would already know that. Because, uh, yeah, you would already know that. But we are at uh, Barrel, we are at Fall City tonight, and they also had their Make a Wish night where they were donating $1 of every beer, and still are. Donating one dollar of every beer to the Make a Wish Foundation, which is super cool. Fall City is an awesome sponsor of uh, the team, and just yep. a cool place, cool place to catch a beer. If you haven't been out drinking their Loose City Golden Ale, yeah. uh, I know Danny would never drink on a work night, but if he was to, then he would probably have had one of those. And uh, <laughs> and it's it's just a cool place to catch a beer. We recommend it, it always. It occurs to me that our podcasts have become unintentionally meta. Yeah, they have. That's true. That just popped in there. It has we, nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> it is true. We, I, 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 Somebody had to say it, though, right? I have to speak in metaphors wrapped in sarcastic riddles, and that's hilarious oh, that's to so me. Good. Um, all right, so, Danny, you are originally from where? Born? Yeah. Born ra- how about raised? Yeah, I was. I was. I moved around a lot. Okay. Uh, I tell people when people ask, I tell them Phoenix. There you um, go. But my dad was in the military. I moved everywhere. Yeah, I got quite you. Quite a bit. Yeah. H- high school? Phoenix. Phoenix. Yep. There you go. That's why I tell people Phoenix. And then, uh, how long after high school did you do the college thing, or did you go straight into the pro soccer ranks? Went to college. Played for Mario for a year and a half. Nice. Yeah. Jeez. Played yeah. for Mario. Small world. Yeah. Uh, 2007, I graduated high school. 2000. Uh, Was that at UNLV? UNLV. There you go. Um, played one year and half a year for Mario at UNLV. Got drafted in 2009 when I was 19. Played till last. Played till last year. Andy yeah. and I were really good at GoldenEye and nothing else at 19. What a game, by the way. I'm saying. I mean, we were really good at it, I mean, in fairness. <laughs> I'm going to say this. You don't have to say this. I'm going to say this. My joint game, on point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You and I barely knew each other at that point. We lived we were, together. <laughs> we, I had no idea he was involved in such scandalous activities. That is inappropriate. Just found out, huh? yeah, I can't believe I was living with a drug guy. My company doesn't drug test. There you go. Um, so, Phoenix, 19 and a half, going straight into being a professional soccer player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way of asking this question. What's that like? As a team, I mean, we're joking around about this, but honestly, Andy and I are people who are considered reasonably respectable adults in our day-to-day lives. And reasonably. Yeah. yeah. And and at 19 years old, and we're both a a decade and a half on from 19, and neither of us was worth a damn as an adult Mm -hmm. at 19. I mean, we're we're joking about what we did do, but it was nothing. And what was it like being a professional, an adult, at 19? It was uh, high stress. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you're working with adult adults. Yeah, I mean, I, I 
it was very stressful. I had to learn a lot about things I had no idea about uh, as far as taxes. Sure. Little, little yeah. stuff, you know, like paying a bill. Yeah. And like shit when I'm, when I, uh, when I'm 19 and, and had never had to do it. Yeah. Um, and, it, and then throw the soccer side in when you're a kid who had just um, had just uh, gone to the uh, I was just about to go to the under 20 World Cup so I felt a lot of pressure um, I was uh, young I had you're a lot to feel like lot, you're awesome I, I, but I you know to be honest I, I went through that at the very beginning okay I'm like this is awesome I feel awesome you know and then when you get on the field as a 19 year old with a team like that that I was on playing against 20 like a, year old a team veterans. like this yeah a team yeah. like this um, you learn real quick you're a nobody until yeah. you until you uh, prove it you know, regardless of age, regardless yeah. of anything, which was great it, for me. I love that it's a meritocracy like that, yeah, though, yeah. where you have to earn everything. No doubt about it. It was perfect for me because I was a, I, I, I wasn't a kid that thought I was the man or anything like that. Sure. But I needed to learn what it meant to be right. a big pro, which is actually it, it. That's why I brought it up earlier. It's ironic because this locker room reminds me a lot of that locker room, which had so much success. Yeah. You know, um, and so it was. It was awesome. Don't get me wrong, sure. but it was it was stressful. It was, yeah, it was. You know. Okay, so you have, by all, I mean, by any metric, a successful professional career, and then, do you immediately decide? At what point during that time frame were you thinking, "I'm going to be, I'm, I want to coach," because. You, you had a few more years in you that you would have been able to be a successful soccer player at some level in this country or abroad. and uh, But you went, you decided to start transitioning towards coaching already at that point. Yeah, so I would say, when did I know I wanted to coach? Maybe not at this level, but that I wanted to work. I, want, I wanted to do it for a living um, was probably around 26 Okay. Old. I'd been in the league for seven years, um, and then when I decided to retire, uh, it was a really, really difficult conversation with my wife, with my family, um, and it was, I looked at myself and I said, I've lost a step, I've been very fortunate to do everything I wanted to do, as far as, I've played in MLS a lot of games, yeah. I've played in USL, I've played in NASL. I went to Europe. I was very, very fortunate to get to do what I got to do. Um, but it was time to, with, with the organization I was with prior, um, the setup was really, really good. I had a general manager that believed in me uh, and believed in my ability to coach. Um, and it, at that point, it was a, I don't think this is, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to take a leap of faith and, and, and I've used the word 10 times, grow. Yeah. You know, I know the game. I know I know the game, um, but I want to now. Can can I do something completely different than, than what I've been doing and the last eight years? And and how much does what I know translate to other people? Here's the thing: I, I think about absolutely. I, I think about constantly the idea of the things that I feel like I have a sound knowledge of, and then there are things that, even though I think I know them, I don't have any way of communicating them to somebody. So I imagine that finding a way to be able to say. Yeah, when I'm, you know, trying to split the center back and the holding midfielder, I always know that I want to see their the 
the left side of their shin before I make that pass. How do you translate that to some kid who's thinking, I don't even look at their feet when I'm seeing that. I look, they look at something completely else, and that's how they got that. The ability to translate knowledge that is so personal into being universal, I always think that that's the miracle of coaching. Uh, at what point did you realize, I've got at least enough of that that I'm not, I'm not just wasting my time here? I think uh, probably when I dropped to the lower divisions, mm-hmm. um, meaning from where I was sure. to USL or NASL, um, I ended up with a lot of younger guys. In my last year at the Monarchs, I was playing with a lot of younger kids. Um, and you see a sense of uh, respect that you get from them because of what you've been able to accomplish in the past, but you don't. You have to still earn that, meaning you have to every single day yeah. make sure that they understand, or I'm sorry, that they still feel a sense of respect towards you. Um, and when I was with, when I was there, um, when I would have a conversation on the side with a 20-year-old kid or an 18-year-old kid, take it easy, um, Coopers. Uh, that's when I felt. That's honestly when in my in my head and in my heart I was like, I feel very comfortable with this and his ears are open and then two minutes later he did exactly what I was just talking to him about that's cool you go you know what that's a really really good feeling and I want to stay in this game and I can't keep I can't keep playing my biggest trait as a player was my pace my work ethic and my ability to get down the line in 1v1 the minute you lose your pace I'll never lose my tenacity but the minute I lost my pace yeah it's just reality I wasn't gifted like a lot of our players with a touch with a, but a coach wanted me on the field because they knew that I would, I would work my ass off. With right. It. That's. And that's so cool. when I lost that, when I lost my strength and my speed, you start going. You know what? I, I'm ready. I think I'm ready to, to do something different. You know. Well, that's awesome. And I, I know that uh, everybody that I've talked to has been really excited about having you here. And uh, I know you went on the Barrel Proof last year for uh, for an episode. I listened to that episode and I, I said to Andy that week, I was like, we got to have him on our show because uh, we can do way better than they did. Yeah. No, uh, because, no, you just seem really engaging and uh, and everything that I've experienced from you since then is, has convinced me that that's accurate. Uh, I, I don't have a ton more questions for you because I feel like we've covered most of what I wanted to cover. Uh, you got anything that you feel like you need to say or wanted to pump or anything that's exciting you right now about soccer or this team or whatever? Oh, man, every day. I'm excited every day. I mean, I have the best job in the world, and, and you know, just like you guys do in the, in, the, in the front office, we work our ass off. But I tell you what, on Saturday when we get to go out in front of, a, in front of the fans and, and I get to watch what we've worked on all week and it gets in, implemented into the game, the the feeling's incredible, but what a what a time to be a Louisville City uh, coach and fan, and uh, it's uh, I know there's some exciting times to come, and I'm just so happy to be here. So, what's your what's your best stadium take? Like, how excited are you about the stadium? You, I know you uh, got to see the video at the ring presentation at yeah. Old Forester. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think? What do you think about the new stadium? Like, what's your first thought? My first thought? Yeah. This is going to be beautiful. Yeah. It is. It's so freaking cool. Yeah. And my second thought is, and I've been to a lot of stadiums in this country, what a location. It Meaning, is. Oh, so man. For me, I, you guys know Louisville better, but for me, where I live, relationship to the city, uh, 
I mean, <laughs> everybody that comes and visits me, I show them. Because the, yeah. it's, it? it's, it's a block and a half away for you. That's what has been your favorite parts of doing Say, Like, where do you go? Like, what do you like to do? I'm a big coffee shop guy. I love, I have two dogs that are my world, and we, we go every single day on a walk. I was doing it before my wife started her job with my wife. Um, uh, I, unfortunately, you guys probably can tell, put on a few I since I retired. It's no. because of the food here. So I'm, I'm eating. Yes. I'm eating. <laughs> I'm eating. What do I like to do? I like to eat at this in You're this in a city. Good city yeah. for yeah. Oh my gosh, it's been ridiculous. <laughs> well, my wife is really worried about herself. Like she's freaking out, and I'm like, "You're gonna be totally fine. Let's just keep eating." Well, you first know. off, let me just say that when he says he's packing on a few pounds, he's you know he's still. Yeah, you're in better shape than both. It's, a, it's, it's annoying. No idea. <laughs> but, no. But, but here's the thing is, I always think, God, when you go from being a professional athlete, I'm shocked by the people who don't immediately become Charles Barkley. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I am the like, equivalent of that. You I'm are telling not, you. though. You have spent oh your entire gosh. life, you have spent your entire adult life <laughs> training every day, running every day to do what in dogma they call the most exhausting thing you can do as a human being. Oh yeah, uh, it's second is genocide. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in that movie, but no, the it's the most exhausting physical activity on earth, and you've been doing it for your entire life as a professional. I think that once you're done, if you decide to drop down from eight miles a day to a mile a week and uh, and, and tack on several yeah. burgers, I got no that issue. That makes me feel a little bit better. I got no I'll issue. Like, I, I never had the professional soccer career, and I'm still doing that. So it's uh, so that's why I've got it. Besides besides the seven years, I've also got, a, like, an 80-pound head start. So we're doing all right. Um, okay. Uh, Andy generally asks about, uh, about what people call someone, and I'm curious because I don't know anything about this oh, yeah. for you. Okay. What? Yeah. No, yeah. I can't. Like, I don't know if you've got one. Or I not. just now remembered that that's a thing that I do. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm excited now. The buildup is. Do you have a nickname? And if you do, is it the one that you want to be called? Currently, like Currently, right now, what do I nickname? have a nickname? I don't. Have you Have you had one? I have. What is it? Uh, Cruiser. There you go. That works. Last fine. name added the ER. I mean, I guess uh, this is lame, but m technically my name's Daniel, and everybody calls me Daniel. Okay. By that you token, count that I, like no? Cruiser. <laughs> I like Cruiser. I like Cruiser. Or a lot of people just call me by my last name instead of my not a lot. Some close friends, some close friends call me Cruiser. We'll keep that in mind. All right. Yeah. I, I like Cruiser. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to still noodle around on this one, though. You don't I mean, like it. You don't like it's it. It's not that I don't like it. I always just think. Here's the one thing I hate more than anything, and, and you can tell Hack I said this because this is true. <laughs> I, I don't, will. I don't like, I don't like lazy nicknames. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Hackworth is just shutting his name down in the middle. Like, I, it's a cool name, and so there's no well, reason not, not like to do it. He went to people and got, hey, call no, me Hack. Call that's me a, that's you completely I mean? unacceptable. Yeah. But I'm saying, even amongst your friends, if they give you a lazy nickname, I'm always like, eh, eh. Like we had a, I, I had a buddy whose name uh, was. I, I'm realizing now that I can't fucking call this guy out about having a stupid name. We had a friend who had a very easy name to make fun of, and everybody took the easy way to make fun of it. But I'm like, that's, that's boring. That. Like, that's too obvious. You need to what stop it. What about Bruiser? It. See, that's I'm good I'm, with that. 
You don't like it. See, the, yeah. I want. The, I want. We don't care what he thinks. The we main thing to me thinks. is that a nickname should occur organically. That it should sort of like. Okay, come I got to one be. for you. I got one for you. When I was 16, 15 or sixteen, I was playing for the regional team. Okay. I had zero technical ability, but like I said to you guys before, I would run. You were a little fast. Every player on the team would call me the Rock. Now you go. All right. Yeah, see, there it is. Yeah, I, run, I, I love that. Through a wall. I love there it that. Is. Now, now he's there our rock. Yeah. All right. Now that's settled for Scouse's house. I mean, we I, can just like settle it. that, yeah. right? Yeah. The rock. The rock. Done. Like Done. All right. Let's let's uh, let's start circling in for a landing here. Okay. And uh, by that, I mean let's do a little bit of purple stuff. Everybody still got a glass? Yeah. Uh, charge your purple stuff glasses. My purple stuff tonight. Is red and uh, it's got a bite to it. It's got a little bit of bite. Yeah. Fall City knows their way around some purple stuff. We uh, have historically nicknamed what we drink during our shows purple stuff, okay. which is what also our news segment. I dig it. Uh, I'll say this we've got Nulu Bachfest coming up this weekend, yeah. which Don't is you like goats. And, <laughs> and if you like goats, what is Blue it? City. Oh shit, he doesn't know about the goat races. So in Nulu, they have what's called Bachfest every year. And during Bachfest, which is a beer festival uh, on the streets of Nulu, mostly market, I think it is. Yeah. Or is yeah. When does it start? Saturday. It's Saturday. Yeah. And they have goat races. They do goat races. Oh, it's only Saturday. Yeah. It's Saturday. Oh, well. Do they do anything Enjoy. Sunday or Friday night? No. No, All but Saturday. it's from. Well, you won't be able to go. It does. He be. won't, but I, even I will, though. Because you it be starts early-ish, and uh, we're yeah, actually... Like 11 to 7. And so, not only that, but this year, during the GOAT races, Lou City will be sponsoring one of the GOAT races. Nice. And in a separate GOAT race, we will have an entrant. A GOAT named Elsie. I see what you did there. Elsie. I dig it. We'll be racing in the Lou City Purple and Gold. Who's the marketing genius I'm not, that came out I'm with I'm not it. talking to you about that. It wasn't me, but I'm, talk, I'm not talking about it. Uh, so my I boss is safe. I got to tell you, I'm raging that you guys are telling me about an unbelievable event that you know I cannot Yeah, do. I'm realizing that. I realized you know I mean? that was like, a problem oh, related. Right. Yeah, oh, you're right, because you're coaching. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Guys, Sorry. there's just a race in Nulu. Delalo has a very strict... <laughs> you can't go. But you cannot go. He has a very strict schedule for you guys on yeah, game days. Yeah, oh, tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, Bachfest, and uh, there will there will be a lucidity presence from the front office at this because uh, there are going to be some prizes in terms of like you can buy some game tickets that day. You might be able to score some game tickets that day by I don't know wagering correctly. I don't know all the specifics. I'm saying that, and that's not a thing at all. Like I'm just making that up. But no, go to if you're going to Bachfest, you're already downtown. You are a block and a half away from the stadium. Yeah. Get to the stadium because it's going to be an amazing second game Make of the a year. Day of it. And uh, if the rain scares you away from Bachfest, it's supposed to stop midday. Nice. And so uh, yeah. by the time by the time the rain's cleared off, then you come downtown. Get yourself a beer at Bachfest, and then roll over to the stadium for the game. Cause it's just going to be a great day. Yeah. Uh, so I love that we're participating in that. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. Um, I haven't been to the goat race in like three or four years because oh, it smells really bad. 
Especially when it rains. Yeah, it but the ghosts are pretty terrible. Cute. I mean, if you're a goat adorable. Fan, like they're now, adorable. would you rather that we were racing the in the baby goat race or the adult goat race? The baby goat race. I don't know which one we're doing. I wasn't. I was included in the decision oh making. Oh my gosh! But I didn't the baby goat the, race would be goat. next level. Yeah, it is. It's absurd. It's yeah, absurdly look, cute. If, if if seeing a baby goat run doesn't stir your soul in some way. I don't want to meet I don't you. know. How to, yeah. I don't want to meet you. I don't want to but, know you. I, I'm with you. The key to me was they, they, we, I literally sat in a meeting where they we talked about do we want to have a baby goat or an adult goat? That's and awesome. That's a meeting that I sat in. And uh, I was like, I don't even know where to go to buy like a goat uniform. Like, is that a thing I'm going to have to do? It was not my responsibility. So if the uniform sucks, it was not on me. Um, but during that meeting, I stared all of them dead in the face and I said which is easier to pick the winner of like I don't care if it's a baby goat or an adult goat I just want to make sure we have a fucking winner like right. I'm not I'm not letting our goat that. come in second I love no that. yeah eighth how are you out of your mind how many how many goats race I think that there are eight goats Maybe, at a yeah. time and I'm saying I'm not letting our goat not win I was like can I scout the goats yeah. like is that a thing I'm allowed to do am I allowed to go and be like that's a good looking goat <laughs> That goat's got a quick first step. I'll that goat's got no stamina. I wanted to see. He's like patting their haunches. He's patting their haunches and like I'm, getting a feel for their breath. Like. I'm not a noted scout of of the uh, goat flesh, but I can learn. Is all I'm saying. It's because I don't want. I'm like Mike Singletary. I want winners. God. Winners. Oh my gosh. And uh, they wouldn't let me participate. I think they, they saw the glint in my eye, and they are like, we're not letting you near our when goats. The last they were afraid I was going to, like, injure the other goats. When was the last time somebody mentioned Mike Singletary and goat racing in it the is, same this is, this is the first time. That's got to be a first. Uh, no, I'm really excited about that. We've got Kentucky Derby Festival coming up, and uh, we've Woo! got a number of people from the front office and from the organization running in the marathon, You can or half marathon or whatever it is. Maybe even the 5K. I don't know how lazy they are. I'm not doing it because there's come on. so much. There's so many races. Like it, there are a lot of races. Oh, it's else so, so much. Nah, me and Danny not yeah. running. But there are members of the team, or not the team team, but the uh, Lou City team that are going to be running. And uh, Brad's running. Uh, really? Yeah, he's he's bragging about his training constantly right now. He has been training. He's bragging about it like every day. He's like, I did I did a solid 10 last night. Like you did not. 10 feet come on but anyway no and you can go online because we are uh, using this as a fundraiser for Louisville Parks Foundation for the the uh, Wyandotte field the $100,000 they're trying to raise for the Wyandotte fields we're using this as a fundraiser for that you can bet on who will uh, come in first amongst the team members you can uh, and uh, every dollar you spend lowers their time by a minute and so we'll see uh, by who uh, raise, which one of our participants raises the most money uh, how who wins the race okay. so uh, even if Brad Gordon wins the race by 10 minutes if he uh, undersells by 10 minutes then he will have lost see where I'm coming from yeah okay so go online and vote for that with your dollars because uh, that's really, really good thing to raise your money for. Um, let's see, your Magnus, we already said, was on Team of the Week. Way to go, Magnus. Really proud of you for that. Uh, the guy's coming back from international duty. Danny, have we seen him yet? Are they tomorrow? Tomorrow. Uh, let me ask, does guys coming back from international duty, does that usually preclude them from playing in the game that week? 
can't comment on that. I get that. No, I you can't comment on that. See, he knows his business. <laughs> he knows his business. Not, not for, I can't not comment for Lou City supporters. I can't not comment for Birmingham. I got supporters. no. It totally makes sense. Uh, we're Birmingham right. supporters, yeah, noted right. listeners of our podcast. Yeah, that's the only reason. Basically, we're huge in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, <laughs> I can't so take not, a chance. I, I get that. It's like half of our downloads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Weirdly, uh, I will, and then uh, finally, I'll ask. Uh, Health, uh, any updates on it, or are we just, again, going to just stick with, we'll see. Stick with the we'll see. All right, okay. so uh, hopefully we get, we get to see some of the guys that were maybe dealing with some dings back on the field. Hopefully we get to see uh, the Jamaicans and Sonny. I should have mentioned Sonny also coming back from Lesotho. Uh, that we're excited to see them back on the field if, if possible, and if not possible, then next week. Uh, I got no other specific news or notes tonight. Andy, no. you got anything? Not really, no. You sure? Yeah. You feeling well rested? Sure. That deprivation chamber did you right? It did. All right, I'm glad to hear that. I'm a, I'm a napper. <laughs> I get it. I've always been a napper. At, like it's just it is what it is. Guys, which my wife the, hates about me, but it's okay. in the end we're a day ahead because uh, I have graciously agreed to seed tomorrow to the Barrel Proof and uh, the Hack Podcast rather than try to do a podcast on podcast fire. So uh, this will be going up Thursday morning. I hope that you all uh, tune in, listen in, and uh, get to enjoy this. Danny, you were great, man. Thank you for having me. It's been entire. We we waited way too long to have you on. We're going to have to do it again soon. Uh, Of course. Outstanding. Good luck this season. Good luck this week. And uh, good luck with everything. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, We only ever end our podcasts by saying one thing, and that is Go City. City.